0: (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) It's my chair. (laughs) Well, hello and welcome to Bromancing the Stone. It's the podcast where myself, Renee Sanchez, and my good buddy, Max Lyon. What up? Watch Rob Cobbs and then record our thoughts and post them on the internet for the tens of tens of listeners. Listening pleasure. Max, how are you doing on this wintry Sunday night?
1: Snowed the fuck in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We have like a foot of snow outside.
1: <laughs> Winter finally actually did hit Chicago.
0: Yeah, this is actually the first time since I've lived in Chicago where there's been like a legit foot of snow outside. Oh, really? Yeah, like I've had we've had inches, you know, we've, oh, we've had, man. you know, we've had average sized, you know,
1: that's right. Snowfalls. Yeah, you were very, very average. You
0: know, like it, it, it does the trick. It's not it's not going to hurt go you know the amount of snow outside the the length of the snow you know but but the amount of snow we have outside right now that that one like you need to take some deep breaths before you go out into it you know All right so um, I mean yeah, yeah but <laughs>
1: Dude, fucking isolation, man. We got to get out of (laughs) here.
0: The podcast is already off the rails. It's already (laughs) off the rails. It's gone forever, everyone. (laughs) We haven't even been drinking. Shit. No. No, we haven't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh (laughs) Oh, you know, well. So um, we got snow. Apparently that's Oregon. what does it to us. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, they don't really get snow in you know back in Oregon where we're from. Speaking of Oregon, that's where the movie To All the Boys I've Loved Before is set in Portland, Oregon. And that's what we watched Woo-hoo! this week. And folks, we told you that we we're gonna watch this, the first installment, and then watch oh, yeah. the second installment. Oh, yeah. tell and review tell them. Tell and review that for coming out February eighth, right before Valentine's Day. Uh, well, people, something I figured out while watching this movie and looking up uh, gifts to put into the live tweet at Bro the Stone Pod. Of course, feel free to follow along. Uh, but I noticed that there were a lot of gifts that I hadn't seen from the first two movies, and like I don't remember that, I don't remember that, and I don't remember that. And then I thought about it. I'm like, is there another one coming out? Lo and behold, on February 12th, Netflix is releasing the third and final installment of the To All the Boys I've Loved Before series. Um, And that means on February 15th, you are getting a podcast of a movie that has just come out from your boys. Boom!
1: So we are doing the third
0: installment. It it has worked out perfectly timing wise without us even thinking about it. We did not know about the third installment until tonight while (laughs) we're watching the first installment together. So that worked out out so perfectly. perfectly. We couldn't believe it. We, We could not believe it. Like you saw, if you were on our chat, you would have heard like. You know, two grown thirty-three-year-olds yelling and screaming about the third and final installment of the teen rom-com series to all the boys of loved before.
1: I mean, my my voice went up. I sounded like an excited little high schooler. Like it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is the most amazing thing ever.
0: <laughs> but as far as tonight, we're going to talk about the first movie, uh, a movie I've seen. Uh, I did not watch it when it first came out but i remember a lot of reviews on like vulture when I, which i was reading at the time and a lot of like pop culture sites were saying that this was actually along the lines of set it up which we watched a while ago it was just another netflix rom-com that people and critics were high on they're just like they just they know what they're doing like they're making quality rom-coms well they're and coming out with a third
1: netflix. one yeah they must be onto to something
0: yeah I mean, but when the first one came out, it was right around where everyone was like, "Oh, so Netflix is just like has cornered the market on rom coms and is just giving (laughs) us that content." All right, we're I'm in, you know what I mean? And this was just one of the main pillars of that whole thing. Yeah. Um, And have you seen the movie before? So I didn't think I had,
1: (laughs) but. (laughs) As you remember me saying throughout the movie, I'm like, I swear, to you, I'm having these little flashes of déjà vu. So we get th- <laughs> we get to the final scene. They start walking away together, holding hands along the the what, I don't know what it, the midfield line of the of the lacrosse field that they're on. Yeah, yeah. And that's when like it finally clicks, like literally the last second of the movie. My brain clicks in and goes, oh, yeah, I did see this when it first came out. And I don't remember even caring about it. And I don't (laughs) know why. And the more I reflect on it, I was like, but that was only two years. Well, I guess it was more than two years ago now, two and a half. But
0: yeah, it's like
1: that's just how much I've changed since then. It's like as a person, like Mm -hmm. I, I feel like Jesus, I was in such a different mindset when this came out. My perspective on the world was so different that I, I couldn't give two shits about these two little high schoolers that were, you know, falling in love. I was like, this I'm past this shit. Come on.
0: And that's what I'm excited about for the future of this podcast. Because I mean, there is the thought of well, they're gonna run out of rom coms, right? Uh one, watch your tone.
1: Yeah. There will never not there'll
0: never be enough rom coms. Okay.
1: That's that's, that's an two, infinite genre.
0: Yeah. But also, I feel like this podcast is open to the such and such movie revisited. Like we were looking at our list of movies that we've done so far. And a lot of them you have mentioned that you've already forgotten about.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just
0: like, but, but going along the lines of what you said there, where it's just there's a lot of your personal experiences and where you are and who you are at that moment while watching the rom-com really affects what you think of the rom com. And
1: we've and mentioned that more it. than more than once on episodes where yeah. where we've said that about a movie where it's like, oh, we've seen a movie before or mm-hmm. or whatever. Even movies we haven't seen before. I I, I remember even saying like,
0: oh, I'd be interested
1: to see what I think of this movie in five years or something, you know?
0: Yeah. One movie that didn't age well for me was Crazy Stupid Love. Like I saw that twice in theaters. I liked it so much when it came out. And then we watched it for the pod last year and I killed it. <laughs> like it unmercifully killed it. Yeah. I was not into it. Um, yeah, see, man? So, you know, it's just, it, it, yeah, life experiences and everything can really change your opinions. And I'm very interested to like, at some point, go back, look at our verdicts and then think about those movies or maybe rewatch them again, some of them and provide our opinions again, you know?
1: Yeah, I kind of like that idea, too, because like that goes along with a lot of the themes that we've covered here where it has to do with like your perspective on the world and mm-hmm. like where you are as, in life as a person and how that is going to affect your like relationship with someone else. You know, it's so, like we've yeah, we've pointed out, uh, that out in all the stories we've watched. We're like, oh, that person isn't fit for because he hasn't changed enough yet or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: like, yeah. Makes sense.
0: And that's what we try to do with our, with, you know, our verdicts and everything, like everything that we do here is more of just like a, this is what we personally think of it right now at this moment, you know, just to kind of give you a barometer and then you can take it for what it's worth. If you don't agree with it, totally understandable, but you're wrong and I hate you for it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it's.
1: I wish, I wish someone had actually told us this kind of shit in high school Like at that age, I wish I had known, I I actually was saying this, something like this to my mom today. When I was talking to her on the phone, I was like, I wish when I was younger, I'd known that like shit isn't permanent. Like you change and go through so many different changes and phases in your life that, you know, the things that seem like a big deal when you're younger eventually don't become that big of a deal anymore because, well, one, they're in the past now, but two, because you have a better perspective on them. You've grown, you've, you've done so many more things since then that now you realize like, Oh, my perspective has changed since then. I, I now realize those things aren't that big of a deal. That's like,
0: I agree. But at the same time, would you have listened to that at that time?
1: Oh, hell no. Exactly.
0: I like, cause I know that, that's because that was like the message that was said in like media and like, you know, oh, you know, looking back and, you know, like you would see adults kind of look back at who they were as high schoolers. Like, oh, I can't believe I thought that or like all the ways that adults change and like a story or anything like, oh, I was I was so young at that time. And I think like you knew what you were doing. You were you I mean, if you're 17, you know, everything like as a 17 year old, you think that. Mm -hmm. And now as a 33 year old, I'm just like, God, what an idiot. Now I'm at that point. Like you just have to grow to that age to be able to look back and be like, Oh no, no, no. He's an idiot. My past self. Yeah. He's that guy. Yeah. I I
1: think you put it best when you said you just have to grow to that age. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there Mm -hmm. is no shortcut to growing up. Like that's, this is part of Mm -hmm. life and you never stop growing up. Well, you're not supposed to anyway. But
0: <laughs> I mean, blank 182 said it best. I guess this is growing up, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, indeed.
0: You know, exactly. Well, let's uh let's go into this uh, buildings Roman of a, of a movie here. A what? Um, a Bildungsroman, Roman, which is a, it's a term used in literary circles as a a coming of age story
1: is it is that latin what is that is that english what is Um, it
0: uh i mean it's a term that's used for like english like i i had to learn it for my english classes in college and it's all one word i forget Hmm. where it's from that's cool um or right, yeah, an, a novel dealing with one person's formative years are spiritual education. Oh yeah. Um, ger- it's a German word.
1: Oh okay.
0: You know. So wow, it doesn't sound yeah. German,
1: like stereotypically German. What I'm Roman. Yeah, no. 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 it doesn't sound like arnold who's not even german
0: i know he's austrian too i know <laughs> i always felt that kindergarten cop was a bit of a building's roman for my character <laughs> <laughs> detective john <That's-> kimball <laughs> The when he was taking care of those kids he was going through a spiritual enlightening in his formative years you know because when are we not formative you know we're all just balls of clay ready to be molded you know it's not a tumor it's not (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you got to make sure to make sure the clay's flat so you don't have any tumors All right. Since all the boys I've loved before is a 2018 American teen romantic comedy film directed by Susan Johnson and written by Sofia Alvarez. Uh, The the film stars Lana Condor, our boy Noah Centineo, uh, Janelle Parrish, uh, Janelle Parrish, uh, Anna Cathcart, Madeline Arthur, Emilia Barana. Israel Broussard and John Corbett, our dude from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> yep, um, and and movies that we hopefully won't have to do, but I mean, who knows if we need to do? When we need to have the Sex and the City franchise. Um, oh boy,
1: he was no. We're never going to get to that.
0: I I I don't want to get there. We're but, never going to yeah. get
1: to that. That's we're never going to get to that level. <laughs>
0: look if i
1: i will burn this podcast to the ground before we get to that
0: level if i'm married and 42 years old and cooking dinner and realize we haven't chosen we haven't i haven't chosen a movie yet for our podcast and you're at home with your wife and you know doing whatever you guys are doing then we i have to choose a movie Some, i may have to pull that trigger
1: no that's how we know it's time it's time to
0: pull. The <laughs> All right. Sorry, folks. I I almost thought that we should do Sex in the City as a movie, so we've decided to end the podcast. Appreciate you for the nine years. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, the movie is based on Jenny Hodd's 2014 novel of the same name and was released by Netflix on August 17, 2018. Uh, there's no budget listed for this film. And so And there's no box office, obviously. Um, the running uh, time is 99 minutes. Uh, and then this is the first installment of the To All the Boys I Love Before film series. And it's followed by two sequels, To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You, which was released on February 12th of 2020. And the upcoming To All the Boys, Always and Forever, Laura Jean. Right, and that's coming out February 12th of oh. 2020. 20 what
1: that's a really quick turnaround they literally made well, a third movie in a year
0: my guess is that they probably filmed two and three around the same time
1: oh you're probably right yeah
0: like or i think i think uh they did the first one netflix did the first one and probably already had in their head we're gonna do the second and third one but let's just make sure the first one pops off as much as we think it will and then when it did pop off they immediately ordered the second and third movies and they're just like yeah give us both of them we're gonna finish this trilogy not to to mention even if they
1: did do filming for the third one it was done in quarantine so it was probably like squeezed into shortened like as as most as condensed of a time and exposure this might have
0: actually been filmed in 2019 honestly
1: well, if it was filmed alongside of the second one, like you're you're suggesting, yeah, it would have had yeah. to been. Because you said the second one came out, what, February of 2020, right?
0: Yeah, February of so, 2020. Yeah, filming um, would have
1: happened before the pandemic hit. Jesus, the, remember that.
0: The the producers, um, I'm going ahead, but uh, according to the Wikipedia of the third installment, Uh, I've just done the production Uh, the producers began work on Always and Forever while P.S. I Still Love You was still in production and they hired Katie Lovejoy to write the script off of Han's third third novel and they found a director then uh, Principal Photography which is like kind of the initial beginning of a film started on July of 2019 and that was two months after the production of the second film wrapped um like and so and then the production was formally announced on august 2019 so then they went and they so basically like the winter of 2019 is when they filmed the second mm. movie and then the late summer of 2019 is when they filmed the third one interesting that's that's i mean there's movies still in the can i mean I think top the Top Gun reboot has been in the fucking can for like a year and some change because they're not sure how they want to re- release it because they want it to be released in theaters and make a shit ton of money because they spent a shit ton of money on making it. But they don't know what to do with it because of the fucking pandemic. So yeah. they're just like,
1: uh, well, there's there's the uh, new James Bond movie, too. That's like yeah. they keep saying it's going to come out like they've been saying that for like a year and a half now. It was, I think it was supposed to yeah. come out before the pandemic and then that got delayed some for some reason and then it got delayed because of the pandemic maybe i'm wrong but like yeah crazy i'm just glad to so, see shit still coming out like i'm glad netflix is is mm-hmm. actually holding up and
0: there's a movie coming out on the same day february 12th on it's uh, going to be released on hbo max along with like theaters but uh, it's about Fred Hampton. It's called Judas and the Black Messiah.
1: Oh, that's um, right. I did see commercials for that. Yeah.
0: I I'm gonna watch the shit out of that.
1: It did look that's, pretty good.
0: Looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's sixty-eight reviews on Rotten Tomatoes for t- all the boys I've loved before.
1: Okay.
0: What is its Rotten Tomato score?
1: Well, my biased opinion like plays into this cuz i know that there's a third movie coming out so it's got to be a pretty decent review so i'm going to say like
0: 78% to all the boys i've loved before is certified fresh
1: which is what above 75
0: i believe it's above 70 or 75% okay but that means it's a like certified a good movie by Rotten Tomatoes, right? right. And reviews, it has a ninety six percent in Rotten Tomatoes.
1: God damn!
0: The, the highest rated
1: one we've we've reviewed.
0: It might be. Well, I think no, I think the Philadelphia Story was hundred.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, like the older ones, but
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, to all the boys I've loved before. The critics' critics' consensus is uh, the movie plays by the teen rom-com rules, but relatable characters and a thoroughly charming cast more than make up for a lack of surprises. Hmm. Uh, and some, of course, some uh, reviews... Uh, Anna Leskovitz of The New Statesman wrote, It's wonderful cliche that works. The script understands exactly where the effervescence of a great rom-com lies.
1: Effervescence?
0: Yeah, God. that's a good word. I, I love effervescence. That's, that's a great
1: word. word, but that's such a weird yeah. word to use on this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree with it, though. It actually kind of makes sense.
0: Right? Yeah, it has a bubbly, a bubbly, yeah, like pastel tint to it. When you think of the movie, it's light. It's
1: it's yes, it's like yeah, it's like fucking champagne, man. This is the champagne of rom coms, but like, you know, the cheap shitty champagne. Yeah, but not shitty. Like you actually like it.
0: Yeah, a lot of these reviews are just like, just praising the leads, like um rachel sign of the new republic writes centineo performs a type of compassionate male energy that is in short supply in movies at the moment but lana condor is undeniably the star um and then brad Newsom of the sydney morning herald wrote much of the movie's success is down to condor's gentle appeal and her quiet chemistry with co-star noah centineo. Um, and then there's this review by hannah Georges of the atlantic Thrills in part because most viewers are all too familiar with what it feels like to badly deny, to baldly deny feelings for another person, even as they become patently obvious to patently obvious to everyone else. Everyone knows that.
1: Yup. <laughs> yup. <laughs> That's.
0: I don't like them like that. Like, come on. No, stop it. Like, no. I don't like a like a like that, obviously. Why
1: why the fuck do we do that? Like, why the... I mean, I know why we do that, but why the fuck do we do that? Like, we all do it. We all know what we're doing. And then we all grow up and still realize what we were doing.
0: So why do we do it? Because fear is a motherfucker, dude.
1: It really fucking is.
0: Fear is a motherfucker. It
1: really fucking is. I mean especially at that age too like like i said when when everything feels like it's a much bigger deal than it is cuz that's your that's your scope of the world at that point
0: i mean it's a mix of that and also you know unfortunately there's a lot of uh, a lot of teens and high schoolers grow up in a way where they're they're already kind of beaten down a little bit by society where there's just this whole They want to seem cool. They want to provide this elevated idea of self to people that people think is cool and awesome, and you know everything else. But it's all because they're afraid that they're not worth it. Right? They're really not cool. That they're really not. You know. So then, when it comes down to, you can ruin the status quo, and you know the pit. You know what you're already getting now, which you're okay with. Life, life's okay. Life's good. It could be great but you're not willing to take that chance and make that leap. Right. So instead you try to hide it and push it down and then your feelings bubble to the top and then Josh Sanderson is finding out that Margot's home <laughs> while you're breaking up with your fake boyfriend.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That and doesn't and, talk to you for like everyone... 40 minutes and, of the movie. And, <laughs>
0: Yeah, and everyone finds out everything while there's Christmas directions all, and you don't know how to feel. The
1: fucking atomic bomb. Jesus. That was.
0: All because of Kitty, that bitch. (laughs) Fucking Kitty. (laughs) All right, let's talk about the movie. (laughs) Um, So I echo the sentiments of the uh, reviewers that the movie is really driven by the chemistry and. Fantastic performances of Condor and Centineo. Like those two they I've seen them in interviews and like they did a Hot Ones episode together, um, a truth or dab episode. And they just have like this easy friendship uh in real life mm. that just shines on off like off the screen. So like it's it shows on the screen too. Like they just have a an ease together and it, it does make it seem like it's different than her connection to Sanderson obviously. Um yeah. Like the first time I watched this, I didn't think like Josh was I i didn't mind Josh. I was like, oh Josh is cool too. But like this viewing of it, he annoyed the fuck out of me. He just felt very <laughs> fuck boyish. Just like no you can't do this to me. Like Just like how whiny he was, and he just had this slack jawed look like the whole fucking movie, and it was just like, God, and like, I mean, the kid was going
1: through some shit.
0: I mean, true, true, I can understand
1: that. I, I think, I think he a lot of that comes from I think him being like just fucking broadsided, like he's like everything is kind (laughs) of just like falling apart at once.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: like yesterday, like he's got that attitude where it's like yesterday I fucking woke up a completely different person because now all that shit's like completely changed now, especially at that age. Like to have that many like huge elements of your life shift. Yeah. Overnight. I mean, so I cut him some slack there. I definitely see where like when he was like pleading with her to talk to her, she was also kind of being like,
0: very dismissive
1: very dismissive in a situation where it's like the dude deserves a little bit of a a chance to like talk about the letter that he randomly fucking received from you Mm -hmm. out of nowhere professing your love for him and now you're just like fucking kitty and all of this is because of kitty At 11 years old, the fact that you're already figuring out how easy it is to manipulate other people's lives is fucking terrifying. Like,
0: Why would she write the address for Josh's when he lives next door?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) So she addresses (laughs) five letters. She addresses all of them to the boys. And one of them is a neighbor, It's the original one that created this whole idea, right? Like, he was the first one to get the letter, right?
0: No, all five of them got it.
1: No, but I mean, he was the first one she wrote it about. Like, he was his... Who? um, Sanderson, the guy next door.
0: No. No, no, no. Um, She was like... He was the... I think he was the most recent one and the most personal one. Because... I don't think he'd be going out with Margo that long. Um, no, but uh, I think the first one was fucking Peter. Cause that was, they kissed in seventh grade. No, but she was, know no. she was basically her first one was the model UN person in fifth grade, John Ambrose, who shows up at her door at post credits.
1: Yeah. But isn't she explaining beforehand that like she's known, uh, What's his name? The kid next door. What's his name? Josh. Josh. Um, Josh Sanderson, right? Yes. Isn't she like early in the movie at the very beginning, isn't she explaining that he was her first boyfriend, but emphasis on the space between the words boy, who is also her friend and that she liked him and everything
0: she mentions that she liked him and knew him first. I don't know if, if it's like a childhood thing. I'm just, so maybe, I don't know. Like I, but I feel like she wouldn't have written the letter until after Margot started dating him.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you might be right on that. That would definitely yeah. be the thing that would prompt something like that. I think,
0: I mean, and it's not even necessarily the, chronology of like when the letters are written it's the chronology of when they were all received which you're right around the same time
1: well I was and none of that even fucking mattered I was driving at a point that I can't even fucking remember now <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was well, using the, I was using it as a point, point. To, whatever whatever what
0: I'll, I'll finish the point that I was trying to make at the very very beginning but, which like about condor and centineo's chemistry is that like when she what the whole sanderson thing the whole resolution is that they talk about how there's a love and friendship there but that it's different and she mentioned that she didn't know it was different until she met peter and josh mentions that he you know kind of knows because he knew it was different when he met
1: Margot. oh uh,
0: yeah and so with like like Centineo and condor her great actors who perform well in scenes with a lot of with everyone else in the movie but when they're on screen together it's got that different level like a relationship would have that different level you know what i'm saying
1: yeah and i i like that they i like that they brought that up you're you're absolutely right though um you're absolutely right that's a good good thing to point out that they noticed yeah. the, the fact that she noticed that it was, that there was a difference, I think is a good, a good thing to actually highlight in a movie because mm-hmm. it, it's a good step of, of growth for all of us. I mm-hmm. think it, it, whenever, whenever you do get to a point where you start to realize, I, I don't know, whatever age that is, when you start to really like figure out that there is a difference between like platonic and familial love and, Romantic love. It's when you start to finally understand what like romantic feelings are, I guess. So whatever the fuck age that is, like that's a that's a pretty big step in your growth. And fuck, man, when you realize what that concept is, you're never the fucking same.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: God damn. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. I mean, so let's go back to the addresses on the letters. I, <laughs> I like that Margo breaks it down. Oh,
1: that down. was the whole point. That was the whole point. We were talking about like, why the fuck did she even address it to his, her neighbor? And yeah. I was, I was emphasizing the point simply by saying, especially since this was the first letter she wrote. Cause I, in my mind it was the first letter she wrote to any of the guys.
0: Gotcha. So
1: this is the trendsetter. So of all of the guys to add, address it to it's the guy next door. Just walk it the fuck over.
0: Well, see, that's where I think that the timeline is, is he's one of the last ones that she wrote about, about He, he
1: might why. be. Yeah, he might be, but either and, way, the, reason, either way, and, the point and, stands. A lot why of the fuck didn't you just walk it over? Yeah. It makes a
0: lot it? of sense that in fifth grade she went to model UN, developed a crush on a guy who goes by three names. He got she got his address and like wrote a letter, put his address on it, but just just couldn't nut up and actually send it because, and then let enough time pass to where she never sent it. That's so she true. kept the letter to remember those feelings, and then then she goes to sleepaway camp a couple years or a year or two later, and then there's that one where. um you know she blah 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 blah, yada yada and there's the peter kavinsky one and then there's the lucas one see man
1: you see how many levels there are to this thing there's so many ways to interpret things throughout it like it's it's a deep film man like
0: that's yeah i know (laughs) that's the thing about these rom-coms are being made on netflix is that i know you meant that as a half joke but at the same time it it is a half joke
1: though like yeah
0: it's yeah
1: the other half is like like, "Eh, they're like, if you want to read between the lines, there is some stuff to find in these movies. Like
0: they're paying attention to details. They understand that details. Yeah. Matter. Yeah. And if there's, and I hate to keep bringing it up every single episode, but <laughs> Gary Marshall had no time for details.
1: Fucking Gary fucking Marshall.
0: <coughs> no time for details. So. You know, it's just, because so when we watch these, just like, more recent them. movies, like, just watching these movies, it's just like, oh, this is what it feels like to, like, you know, watch something that actually respects your intelligence and thinks, oh, they're going to remember that this happened, so let's go ahead and throw it in there, or, Right, you know, right or we're going to remember this happened. We have to make sure it's still in there. You know what I'm saying? Or,
1: or even if they make it as obvious as they did where the, the beginning scene and the ending scene where the main character in the, the opening scene is walking through a field and she's waiting for her lover's kiss, you know, that kind of the, the romantic novel scene. Yeah. And then she ends it with them walking through the lacrosse field and she even points yeah. out, I always dreamed of my first, you know, being in a field, but not a lacrosse field. And it's like, they even they even make it obvious how obviously cute it's trying to be. But it's like, yeah. it's still kind of cute. It's still kind of entertaining.
0: And at that point, that wasn't her first kiss. You know what I'm saying? I know know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I, I just the thing about this movie that's real tough is picking out a scene to like shine and you know and say especially like this scene here, or that scene there, because all of the scenes had the requisite amount of like warm fuzzies and cuteness and also necessity to the plot.
1: Yeah. But like, not-
0: nothing stands out as especially good or especially deep because everything had to be here. Like nothing felt like it didn't. Yeah. To be in the
1: movie. It was a pretty, it was a pretty tight knit movie like it was i i'd say it's decently made i mean i think that's obvious from us pointing out the 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 details that they include but it was obviously a a a lot of attention was put into the movie so i appreciate that Mm -hmm. and that shows so that like with that it actually it feels a little more easy to forgive like the simpler storyline or you know Things like that, or the the unbelievability of certain things, or whatever you know, whatever else you may or, pick apart about it, that kind of thing.
0: Or how about they even gracefully put in an obvious ad?
1: Oh, the subway like, thing! Yeah,
0: obviously <laughs> oh Netflix were really to deal with Subway, where they're just like Subway's like, we'll help pay for this movie, and if you have a fucking scene where they're eating Subway, they mention Subway. And so they even found a way to make that work within the plot.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it, it was, it was slightly clunky, but it still got there. Exactly. It, it, it was like shifting, shifting a gear in a manual transmission. You just kind of hear the, That's and then you get in there. But he got how I, in there, he got to the next gear.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and I mean, I only say that. As someone who doesn't know how to drive, man. I was just
1: gonna say, I was like, yeah, that's that's just how I drive one, yeah.
0: And, uh, but like, um, <laughs> but like, yeah. It, even then, it was just because then it caused the disruption, which then caused the whole, you know, ski trip odd thing, you know. Um,
1: right. Jeez.
0: Yeah, and it's just like the ski trip makes a little more sense now as I've seen the second movie. And so, but I don't want to ruin it or anything like that. Um, what? I think they, I think they talk about it in the second movie. I don't know. We can revisit it in the next episode. Um, but yeah, as far as just like between Peter and Jen and we can talk about Jen now. Um, Jen. yeah she's a bitch she's she's the worst this is jen jen is the, the peter's ex-girlfriend oh that fucking bitch who <laughs> like the whole reason this whole thing started fuck which yeah. was oh
1: my god yeah. yeah
0: fuck her i mean yeah
1: i mean uh, is she even i mean, I mean she is necessary but it's ugh. yeah she is a necessary evil We needed a necessary evil to balance out the goodness of the other characters.
0: Yes, and she, and it's acted well and performed well for sure. Yes, Um, you find out more about it. She's
1: she's also not a she doesn't at least seem like a one dimensional villain either. Yeah, like by the end, it's clear like she's like, no, I didn't fuck you over, but I'm glad it happened because I don't like you that kind of thing. And then like you, we learn a little bit more about her and I mean, she's still a bitch, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. Uh, I, but, Hmm. What? Yeah. I mean, I totally forgot the point I was going to make. Join the club. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, um so the We're whole old. <laughs> That's what I, that's what I wanted to talk about. So,
1: getting old. You
0: no. Know, do you think Peter liked LJ and made up the whole getting back with Jen thing? No. Okay.
1: Two two reasons. One, because we're. I would say we're pretty much shown that with the bleachers scene. And, but if you want to read beyond that, I would say just because he's a high schooler and that's giving him too much credit to think that far ahead.
0: <laughs> well, the reason I say that is because he he. Like he obviously doesn't have an issue with LJ, he just doesn't think about her because they run in different circles. And then he has a reason to think about her when she writes him this letter. He's initially within different circles, so his first thought, even w- even though he's kind of on the outs with Jen, but he's still his first thought is, "Ah, I no, like no, I'm sorry, but no," sort of thing. Then all of a sudden he just. Thinks about this whole, you know, this whole plan of maybe we should be together so that Jen will continue to be jealous and yada yada. It's like, no, he read the letter, though. He has that information. I, mean, I think it's more of a he didn't see it until he saw it sort of thing with LJ. And he's kind of using this as an excuse. But really, it's more of a he wanted to try it out he basically signed up for like the month trial and he's trying to figure out if he wants to cancel it at the end of the month. Like that's that, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that kind of, that's that sounds like, yeah.
1: super douchebaggy. That's, that's a, that's a fuck boy move right there.
0: But at the same time, I don't necessarily think it's a fuck boy move. I just think that's a very high school boy move because you're never sure of your movement so if you could kind of dip your toe in things that is always the preferred method of entry for uh, a high school. Guy.
1: Yeah all right all right the age is the is the the, the age is the difference maker there. When you're yeah, in high school just like it was
0: for Preston in yeah, the last movie came age is the tiebreaker
1: because yeah you're right when you're in high school you are supposed to be kind of a dick because you're learning and you're going it's inevitable there it's the the bad sides of you are gonna the unrefined sides of you are gonna come out Mm -hmm. because that's all it is it's high school it's unrefined
0: yeah i i just like throwing that theory out there you know (laughs) like is like that's i mean was his goal ever really to get back with Jen, or was his goal to get with LJ? I I don't. I, I don't know how I feel about movie, it. But that's a really
1: interesting theory. I like that idea.
0: And, and the reason I bring it up is because the the premise for the whole film and their relationship is a kind of flimsy. Like it's just, that's the only thing that feels like. Not necessarily said so. Like, why? Why is he? Oh
1: yeah. Why did he all of a
0: sudden have this plan. This plan doesn't. Like, we just kind of get told that she's jealous and like this and that, and so that's why he wants to do this <laughs> whole fake thing. It's like I feel like it's. It makes more sense to me if he just is not saying, actually, I want to get to know you, and this is a way in, and he uses it as a way in.
1: Well, I think it's clear early on that there's there's definitely attraction from him. Like he I think it's clear that he is attracted to her early on. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if he necessarily consciously like plans for it, but I definitely, yeah, I definitely think there's some mutual attraction early on. Obviously, oh, yeah. she's not willing to admit it. And then for for a bit, he's not willing to admit it for multiple reasons. At first, it's because of Jen. After that, it's because, I don't know, whatever the fuck else he can come up with at the time.
0: Well, because it's it's fake and she doesn't know if she's real about it or if he's real. Yeah. She doesn't know if he's real about it. She's Who's a, being real? She's
1: Who's a, being real? She's about to climb in your fucking jacuzzi and you're still being a bitch. Like, come on, man. Just, no, actually, that was... I would, I would have he done, played, the, played well. he played it well, he played, he played it well. well. I would have done the same fucking thing, especially in high school. That's a, that's such a yeah. like, you no, know, you know what? You pissed me off. I'm going to sit here and brood in my cozy ass fucking jacuzzi. And you're going to need to earn your way in. I'm going to make you, that's right. I, I'm going to make you work. I for am, it.
0: Damn right. I'm sitting, I will leave this half chub on this side of the, nah, <laughs>
1: yeah god damn that was that was a hell of a kissing but we'll get to that right
0: yeah <laughs> uh, well, there there's like just i guess one or two more people i i guess we could just all lump them in together um so the family is consistent of a dead mom <laughs> r i p
1: he loses um, his in every movie we see him in.
0: No, 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 no. Well, oh, no the, dead, no, the dead mom
1: is. Never mind, I'm thinking moms,
0: of <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll just... I'm thinking of him. Yeah, poor Noah Centineo in the two movies we've watched him in, <laughs> in Netflix. Netflix. In The Perfect Date, his mom left the family, divorced the dad, and started a new family without talking to him. And then in this movie, the dad leaves the mom, starts a new family, and doesn't talk to him. <laughs> this poor <laughs> motherfucker <Yeah. laughs> like kid, a fucking two-parent home is just not in his cards i guess but um i no. wonder i wonder if he's
1: like <laughs> bringing that in from personal experience or something
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like hey guys i appreciate you thinking about me for this role but before i sign anything gotta make sure one of my parents has left. They're they're just gone from a divorce, and we're going to bring it up at some point. Wait, maybe, right? wait.
1: Why do you want to? Why do you want to do that? I don't want to talk I mean, about it.
0: Like, like you know, you're not my therapist or anything. I just need to make sure you know. All right, all right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> uh, we say because we come from broken homes as well, so we can say it. Oh uh, um, yes. Oh uh, yes. Anyway, Laura Jean uh, has, of course, Dan Covey, Dr. Dan Covey, played by John Corbett. Shout out to John the Corbett. The one and only. He's, I loved it. I love John Corbett. He's. I love watching him act, and especially the scene where he's, right before the ski trip, where he hands her the condoms. Oh, yeah. Oh, and... And then as she's leaving, like, he's just like, have fun. And like, it seemed like it was an obvious, like improv line where she's like, well, it's going to be hard not to now with all these rubbers. <laughs> 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 um, uh. It's just, I like their dynamic. Yes. Uh, and yeah. the scene, I, I, you know, I, I mentioned that it was hard to find a scene, but I mean. There's something about the parent to main character heart to hearts that always stand out. Um, and in this case, the everybody wants to rule the world scene where he has oh, the picture God. of the mom dancing and yeah. she mentions how she misses her and you he oh. listen to the song the time, that, was that scene. scene was very, very good. Yeah. I liked that scene a lot, and, and also just and like him having that separate. Instead of being a dad to them all, being a dad to just her was really cool to see.
1: That's a good uh, point. Yeah, yeah,
0: and yeah, and then of course there's Margot and Kitty. I Margot is striking. She's gorgeous. She's
1: she was very. I mean, mean yeah, she was a very so like. Was,
0: so was Lana Lana Condor as well, but yeah, uh, yeah, but the actress who played Margot was, was quite fetching. Yeah. Yeah, she had a very, very pretty face. Very pretty. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then Kitty. I mean, I <laughs> fucking Kitty. I feel, I feel kind of bad for fucking calling her. Kitty. A bit earlier, but she's the one who started this all. Like, how dare you oh, send those letters out? That is such an invasion of privacy. It's like the I guess. Just because you're sick of wasting your social life beca- being a yeah. like that is the pettiest, but at the same time, if we're using high school as an excuse for, you know, v- males and like everyone else, then middle school, that's a very middle school thought process. Like he, she needs wow. like, so what, who cares? Like what's, right? what's the worst that can happen? You don't really get consequences yeah. know, at 11. Yeah.
1: Well, everything is still very, very black and white, very cut and dry, very surface level. And you don't, you don't grasp the more complex uh, emotional consequences, like you say, that you start to grasp in high school. I mean, that's why high Mm -hmm. school is so fucking overwhelming for everyone is like, that's the age when we really start to understand like the consequences of emotional interactions with other people. (laughs) <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why love comes into the picture is because, like, like I said earlier, that's the age when you start realizing emotions how they play into things.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, man.
1: But still manipulative as fuck. And like, she didn't. It's not like. You know, these letters fell out on the floor, and she grabbed them and like took advantage of a situation.
0: She went into closet. the
1: bedroom, into the closet. This was this shit was premeditated. This
0: premeditated. Sh- she was she had been sitting on this idea for oh a while. Oh
1: my god, she was waiting for her moment.
0: She is waiting for an excuse. Like this this bitch even looks at me wrong. I'm sending those letters. <laughs> <laughs> Say one <laughs> false word to me, girl. I God know where those letters be. Tell me why you're here on a Saturday night watching a movie with your little sister. Tell me. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm mailing the letters.
1: Fucking Bobby's kidding. trying to
0: play Spit in the Bottle with me next week, and I am not going to be watching a Golden Girl with you. <laughs> spit of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to see
1: the movie about kitty's life from this point of view from her point of view i want her to be the main character and have to like go through her
0: stressors but yeah it's just absolutely mind-boggling we're like she's a feminist obviously because she wears feminist necklace and girl (laughs) power shirt and like she's like and she talked about the the moon and like everything it like argues with her dad who's a gynecologist about how menstruation actually occurs occur. and it's just like she's gonna that was like, such a was good like,
1: fucking like, delivery by her which when he yeah. he's, she calls it a what would what she call it a moon
0: day a, a moon day and, and then you know mother zeperus flow or whatever something like that yeah and then on top of all that like she's like but she's talking about how they had to set up a schedule for people to sit with her at lunch. And it's just like, how is this like bra burning <laughs> like feminist also the most popular girl in sixth grade? Like that. <laughs> That's a wise you
1: know? fucking generation right there in that grade.
0: She's, she's, <laughs> she's got it all. because it like, Because you know?
1: this girl, because she's the real mastermind behind everything, obviously. This girl is the real main character underneath it all.
0: It's very true. She's the yeah.
1: one pulling the fucking puppet strings the entire goddamn time. Her whole sixth grade doesn't even realize it. That's why they're all lining up to get lunch with her.
0: Yeah. Although at the same time, is you know, is this self-sufficient, controlling thing that she does, is it more of a dismissive, avoidant attachment that she is issuing and really she wants to be welcomed and wants to be accepted by people, but she decides to be proactively self-sufficient so that people don't feel like they could get close to her. And so therefore she doesn't have to get rejected by people and let herself really, truly be known
1: because the loss of her mom at such a young age taught her
0: her that she has to be self-sufficient,
1: that there is no other way. There is no guarantee that,
0: you yeah, can rely man. on
1: anyone else. So, yeah. Damn, we just wrote a fucking backstory for Kitty.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> Childhood trauma—we know it well. All right. <laughs> 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 and then quickly, the friends. L uh, of LJ. Uh, we have Chris, and we have Lucas. Uh, Chris, she's cool. I, I don't know. She yeah, was- she's. Eh. Uh, the yeah, only the understand. only good
1: scene is made good because of, uh, what's his name? Um, John Corbett.
0: Yeah. Uh, in the, in the <laughs> kitchen. Yeah, well, I... <laughs> I believe in the kitchen. And then Lucas just seems like the coolest dude.
1: Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. But we I also, just, like, we like, don't know anything about him other than he's gay.
0: That, yeah, that he's gay and that he, he drops knowledge
1: yeah
0: yeah Yeah, because he's the one who drops the knowledge on lj being like hey there's a dude waiting to make out with you in the hot tub oh yeah
1: and then he turns out to be in the hot tub yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: are you do you really really think he's in the hot tub oh hell yeah
0: you goddamn right he's in the hot tub speaking of let's get to the kiss of the film
1: get to the fucking kiss man
0: that's the kiss of the film, in my opinion. There's multiple kisses. Oh, that's totally no.
1: That's totally the kiss.
0: Okay. But yeah. that's the kiss of the film.
1: They even filmed it in the film.
0: That's like kissception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only drawback to the kiss for me. Is that in the film? They are sixteen. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I get that they're playing sixteen-year-olds. Yeah, that's the weird part.
0: They're, not, they're, not. they're both adults. Yeah,
1: because but I it is it them. is a little weird because it's a damn hot kiss.
0: That's that's why. Yeah, I'm just like ah, and uh, like that's where like-
1: that's why like I even that's why I had to look up just just to be sure how old they were. While we were watching, I, I was like, "Okay, I'm just this is a
0: really—my heavens! Yeah, like this is a
1: really fucking hot scene. Like, shit, I—I yeah. want to feel good about it and not feel regretful about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to feel like I felt when I saw the Italians kiss and leap Oh
1: hell yeah! God damn, they set the standard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this this one is up there. This I think this scene goes up to the the list of." Kisses we've seen that are pretty hot and intense.
0: I mean, yeah, they were, they were like Jude Law and Cameron Diaz. Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, the whole lead up to it was great. The whole
0: goddamn hold on, time out, Pause. No,
1: no more Jude Law Hall- or
0: Jude Law shit, man. We can't go down that road again. What? he kisses her closed eyes. Fucking god, ah. Anyway, let's continue.
1: Uh, what, did you finish what you're, you were saying? Even like about what the thing you didn't like about the kiss?
0: No, that was it. That they were sixteen slash Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: that's
0: that's the one thing yeah, that I. Totally, everything yeah. else is perfect. Like totally. for the moment, for the film, it's set perfectly. It looks cool. It's hot. It's steamy, literally and figuratively. It's also, it's,
1: it's also like romantic and cute at the same time. It's really weird. It does, like,
0: like the it just because that's what I mean. Like by it's perfect for the yeah, film. It, like it's yeah, a great she, balance. She, like yeah, they both are kind of forgiving each other, yeah. and the way she like dips her toes in and then jumps in and you know They're, just goes with it.
1: They're growing and they're growing together, like they're like they're both taking a step forward in their own lives and learning something (laughs) about themselves and opening up and all that. But then they're also growing towards each other. It's perfect, and she's like literally taking steps towards him. Like, yeah, it's good shit, man. It's it's cute as fuck, but yeah. The age is the weirdest part.
0: Mm -hmm. So because of that, I have to give it an A minus. I'd give it an A to an A plus if it, if they weren't in the movie, 16 to 17 years old. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's still an A minus. I mean, we're grading kisses. So obviously it's a weird exercise to begin with.
1: (laughs) That's true. Um, I'd give it an A, but I wouldn't give it an A plus for the exact same reason. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, to me, it's it's pretty. Everything about the scene is pretty damn good, pretty perfect, yeah. but it's just it's still
0: sixteen year olds. Yeah, uh, we're gonna punt on what happens after ever after <laughs> yeah. until after the third movie. Yeah. So since because you find out what happens after after in the next film. Uh,
1: Besides, we already wrote what happens before for Kitty. So that's a bonus.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We've already given Kitty her. You're welcome, Hollywood. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) I mean, that's your next buildings, Roman. Everyone, come on. There you go. There you go. Uh, So. Uh, as for this film, what's your verdict for the first installment?
1: Uh, this is a fuck. This is definitely worth seeing. It's definitely entertaining. It's it'll it'll keep you captivated. I think it's mm-hmm. it's it's not gonna blow you away. It's not am- amazing and mind blowing and must watch kind of thing. But it's it's a good entertaining rom com.
0: I don't know what it is about. Cause I know the last one came out around Valentine's day last year, but it, this one came out in August of 18. But for some reason, when I think of these films, I just associate them to Valentine's day. Mm. And much like I have like a Christmas day set of movies. I like to watch when it comes to like this Valentine's day area. I like, the idea of revisiting these films because I enjoy the fuck out of them. So, Well, fuck, man. I'm, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. You'd, I'm sorry. You'd marry
0: it? i marry it, yes.
1: Well, shit. I'm glad you like these and I'm glad I didn't, like, choose something that would lead us down a, a path that we were both sick of or something.
0: Yeah, I mean... Well, it was gonna be my choice this upcoming week anyway. Oh really? Yeah, and so I was probably (laughs) gonna end up choosing it anyway, and then we were probably uh, gonna—I don't know what we would have done. Oh yeah,
1: would have. Damn, that would have fucked it all
0: up. But yeah, it works out better doing it. Yeah,
1: this worked out so perfectly. Yeah, there's literally no other way we could have done it. Like this. Oh my god. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Shit.
0: I agree. So we, we're starting off the month of February. It's basically unofficially the all the boys have loved before a month. Um, (laughs) I mean,
1: it's a, I mean, it's a solid, I'm like, this is a fuck for me that I'm like excited to watch more of. Like I personally would rewatch this, you know, this is, this is if we're going with the fuck Mary kills scale. this is the fuck that you, you know, you want to stick around for a while.
0: I feel like, for me, I used to fuck a lot of movies that I would re-watch. And now I just realize, if I'm willing to fuck more than once, I should just marry it. I should just put a ring on it at this <laughs> point. I'm just so lonely. I'm just... <laughs> I'm Mr. Lonely. I've got no body. to call my own. How So, it's just... Yeah. All right. Well, that's our verdict for this first installment of all the boys I've loved before. You can follow us. One down, two to go. (laughs) And two to go. Yes. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Bromancing the Stone podcast. That's all one word together. Bromancing the Stone podcast on Twitter. You can follow at Bro the Stone pod. As I mentioned earlier, live tweets for the movies. Um, you know, there'll be a very special one on Valentine's Day when we watch the third installment. We we're planning on watching it on Valentine's Day that Sunday. So you can follow along then. Um and then my Twitter is at Supermarket Sweep without the E in super. So S-U-P-R Market Sweep. Uh and then my Instagram is at Relusa88. That's R-E-L-U-S-A-88. And then Max.
1: On Instagram, you can find me at the Lionhearted, which is T-H-E period L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. And on Twitter, you can find me at the Lionhearted with an underscore. T-H-E underscore L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D.
0: Yes, indeed. And you know what we're watching next week. To all the boys I've loved, P.S., I still love you. Uh, so, Oh, boy. The drama. The high school drama. The mess continues. This this
1: is the kind of drama that I can handle because it is high school drama. And it's like, yeah, but now that I'm 33, that shit doesn't matter anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: it's like I can watch it and be like, all right, it's okay.
0: (laughs) Well, until then, to the tens and tens of listeners, we love y'all. Thank you for listening. We will catch you next week.
1: Love you guys. Stay safe.